acetone. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Welcome back to the Pass It On podcast with me, Steve and Chris. Um, but first things first. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Happy New Year! Yes. Ooh, maybe, maybe, Ooh. We that, maybe we should say that <laughs> quietly. That was a firework. Because there might be some sore heads around. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Shh. Hope you're feeling okay. Close your eyes. For those not in Scotland, of course, uh, Hugmanay, the uh, end of the year, 31st of December, is the big one. It's changed a bit now, but it used to be the case that Christmas wasn't really yeah. a much of a big deal in Scotland. Yes, but everything was sort of saved up for New Year's Eve and Hi. first footing and mm. drinking heavily. Obviously. Indeed. As most <laughs> things in Scotland seem to be <laughs> centred around. However, with that in mind, guys, we're going to take a bit of a departure from the norm because it's New Year's Day and we're New going Year's. to start Nobody's us. doing anything. No, yeah, exactly. You certainly won't be doing uh, household chores that you will need to pass it on tips for. So... Steve's wife probably will be. <laughs> well, somebody's got to clean up after me. <laughs> Um, we're going to do something a bit different. There is another book, What I Have Wrote, and it is called The Sunday Post Doc Replies. Now, the Doc Replies used to appear in the newspaper every single week, and the idea was there was two parts of it. People would write in with their problems, and the doctor would reply to that, but the doctor would also do an essay in which he would just tell the people something. Sometimes it was quite hectoring, as doctors used to be, back in the day. But this was a, an amazingly popular part of the newspaper. We didn't used to measure the mail in numbers, didn't used to count it. Used to measure Wait, I many. honestly did not know what you were going to say. <laughs> measure the mail. <laughs> yeah. M-A-I-L. We didn't used to measure the mail by counting the n- amount of letters. We counted how many sacks of mail that had come in. And in all honesty, it was quite a dangerous job to work. Do you reckon in on. if you were to print out the emails that a newspaper receives mm-hmm. on a daily basis and put them in envelopes, do you reckon there would be a higher or lower weight of correspondence now? Uh, there would be many, many fewer that were specifically targeted at our newspaper yeah. because an awful lot of the emails that go about are sent to a thousand people and they just No, no, absolutely. But I'm thinking up. about like letters into into the paper. Oh no, no, no. Far, far fewer. People uh, don't nowadays. write letters now and they don't, yeah. they don't they used to, no, but They used to write to us all the time. In fact, that was one of the secrets of the Sunday Post, giving away the secrets of the Sunday Post <gasps> back in the day. The uh, dun, the, dun, dun. the editor of the time, the, the wonderful uh, Bill Anderson, a very, very clever man, many years ahead of his time, he made the paper... So it was written by members of the public. There was a Doc Replies page. There was a TV page in which people wrote in with their opinions on television. There was motoring. There was money. There was legal advice. And pass of course, it on. Doc Replies. And pass it on, of course, God. yeah. That's and why we're here, Steve. I know. Nowadays, when you see any website with a, a news story, it's always got a comment section at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But Bill had cracked that idea 50 years before uh, it was ever done on the internet. Bill had people writing. It's interesting you say that it was written by ordinary people. And of course, Mm. it's one of the big challenges facing the media these days is that it has become a very middle class 
profession and yes. people reporting especially in politics tend to be middle class uh or university educated if not oxbridge then certainly university educated mm-hmm. and of course you've got a certain perspective in the world if that's you and that's me uh-huh. for sure um but it means that sometimes some of the reporting might not be as representative of uh working class people as it could and should be but it's worth saying that um in the last election we saw, for example, big uh, challenges to national broadcasters uh, with them spreading news that had been ceded to them by government sources. Fake news. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, literally fake news in this case. But uh, you had local press doing an amazing job. You had you know, people like our own courier really holding people to account on local journalism issues. Same with the Press and Journal. And you had things like the Yorkshire Post breaking the story of the, the boy who was treated on the hospital floor. Mm-hmm. So... It, it's it's kind of hard to remember, but these this kind of local, regional reporting mm-hmm. can sometimes be unglamorous and sometimes unsexy, but getting down to the courtroom, mm-hmm. chapping on mm-hmm. doors, holding councillors to yes. uh, account, okay. this is the, the cornerstone of democracy. I utterly agree. That's why it's called the fourth estate. And yep. proper research journalism, responsibly put, is one of the most important things in this country and should be celebrated and I don't know what will happen in 10 or 20 years' time when newspapers are no more. However, we're going to talk about some of these Doc Replies that things, God, right? I never thought we I were know, going to get I know. there. So I'm going to give you some old wives' tales that were inquired about by readers. And then we will have a go at discussing funny ones. what the answer is. Well, it's vaguely funny. And I'm yes. going to start with the question, right? Right. This question came into the dock on March the 5th, 1950. And it is, what's the best cure for a black eye, bearing in mind we can't get steak? That's fine. That's fine? Yeah. Well, I, I, I get steak. I, I Why can't that. you get steak because you've got a black eye? Well, it's, <laughs> give, give her the date again, Steve. March the 5th, 1950. It was still... Rationing oh, was still in Yeah, effect. so what's black no, eyes I got I to think, do with it? Well, steak is a cure for a black eye, or so they used to say. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Did you not know that, that steak one? on your no. black eye? Wow. Hey, that's nonsense. Just let it heal. Don't fight. Doesn't happen. <laughs> no, you may have banged into something. Anyway, the answer was steak has no special properties in the treatment of a black eye. Boop, boop. There's nothing to beat a piece of cotton wool soaked in cold water. Apply it regularly for an hour, immediately after the bump to the eye is received. Yeah, to encourage the swelling yes. to go down. Okay. Right, okay. Slightly I, I, I always remember the steak thing, specifically from things like Urwali and the Bruins. Yes. That's, yeah. where, that's where I know uh-huh. that cultural reference point. Yeah. And if we're in used to, uh, Connie wouldn't. No. <laughs> Connie doesn't know something. Oh, shut up. December the 28th, 1958. Could a man, aged 40, going bald but with no apparent <laughs> disease... <laughs> infect younger members of the family if they use his comb. Chris, you could answer us this one. <laughs> well, I don't have a I don't have a younger member of my family who's uh, eligible. Um, True. Infect is strong, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They're. Uh, but that's kind of mad that in the fifties we did, like we knew what germ theory was. We knew what hereditary. Yeah, was. but clearly we knew what this family was. didn't. Yeah. Anyway, the answer was ordinary baldness of early or late middle age. It's quite non-infectious. <laughs> but every person should have his or her own brush and comb. Both should be washed at least once a month. <laughs> Sorry, I like that. I'm actually quite liking this. Here's another. This is fun. March 24th, 1957. 
Do children really get growing pains or is that an old wives' tale? What so do you I, think? I see, I think definitely. Yeah. What does the doc think? No. The doc of 1950s says, in a sense, it's quite true that they do. During rapid growth, and especially when teeth are also being cut, muscles, <laughs> tendons and joints are easily overstrained and ache with unsuspected tire. When, when do you get your teeth cut? <laughs> it means they're coming through. I know. <laughs> have you ever seen a? I can't remember if I mentioned this before. Have you ever seen a picture of a toddler's skull? Yes, disgusting. But it's really freaky. Have you ever yeah, seen it? I've not. Because no, yeah, we have spoken about they've it. got all the teeth yeah. in, so yes, there's, there's yeah. a double row of teeth, and it oh. is the freakiest uh-huh. alien-looking thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and the bones aren't actually fused in yeah. the cranium. Yeah, yeah. That's quite bizarre. But do Google it if you haven't Aliens. seen that before. If you can, not if you suffer from tryptophobia, but um, it's terrifying. What's tryptophobia? So, yeah, okay. we're going to move into some strangeness here then. Yay. My sister, sorry, this came in on January the 6th, 1952. My sister sighs a lot during the day. <laughs> her friends tell her that every time she sighs, she loses a half ounce of blood. Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> She's got some terrible I literally friends. would have no blood left if that were the case. I sigh <laughs> 24 bloody Yes, sometimes. you do. <sighs> anyway, the answer was no blood can be lost in this way. Sometimes sighing is a bad habit. More often, like yawning, it's the result of mild poisoning of the blood. Due, for instance, what? to lack of oxygen, tiredness, or alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's true. He's telling it to be certainly. healthy. Yeah. <sighs> but who would, who would think that that would make blood come out? I know, I know. I said there are stranger ones than that we do, will, do we will go think, into. Do you think her friends were genuine? Do you think they actually thought no. that? No, were they, were they worst just, friends ever. Were they just terrible, yeah, terrible friends? Really bad. Telling her that uh, when you sigh, because they were so sick of her going, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, right enough. Half an ounce of blood. There you go again. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> Oh, well, my mother used to tell me that if the wind changed, everyone's my face mother would used to tell that them that. Way. Everybody used to say. I, be- I believed it. For and, well, there you go. Look at your face. <laughs> it worked. It exactly. <laughs> that would be interesting. Let us know on the Pass It On Pod on uh, Twitter or Pass It On Tips on Facebook if your mum ever told you that if you kept pulling that face and the wind changed, your face would stay that way. Because I think my granny told me it more than my mum. Maybe. I'm trying to work out if it's a peculiarly Scottish, Scottish thing, thing or UK thing. No, I think yeah. But I'd be fascinated to hear because I know we've got listeners all over the world. So yeah, please mm. do get in touch. I'd love to hear if that's a thing that you were told, warned of as a kid. Yeah. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Ho, ho, ho. The Pass It On books make the perfect gift for Christmas or even any other time of year, especially for your favourite older relative who'll find lots in there that they'll recognise. You can get 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthompsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code THRIFTY. At checkout. And, as Santa famously always says, check the episode notes for details and terms. Here's your bonus ad break tip. To minimise the risk of fire, put a thick layer of salt around the Christmas tree in the tub instead of cotton wool. Hello and welcome back. Sorry, I can't. I really can't stop laughing. Listen to this one. Hang on. Can I please read the one that's on the back? Because I just find it absolutely hilarious. Press the button for us, Steve. Oh, oh, I feel honoured. This is my first time. 
Dear Doc, my mother has a bad bout of influence. My mother has a bad bout of influence. Dear Doc, my mother has had a bad bout of influence. You just couldn't help yourself. But I couldn't. I didn't no, say I it right. <laughs> You're sucked. It's this funny. Oh, okay. Parents, of oh. course, these days have increasingly less, less influence than their children than they had right in the 1950s. Oh. It's terrible when your mother has a bout of influence. <laughs> Happened to me once. Never again. <laughs> Dear Doc, this is from February the 1st, 1959. Would a person, a person sitting alongside a TV set but not viewing it have their health impaired? Ooh, radioactive waves. It, it's bizarre though, isn't it? Because it's still happening. There's still, I mean, there's so many peer-reviewed studies now out about like um, cell phone receptions and Wi-Fi yes, and stuff yes. causing cancer and other things. And, and it, Thus far, the evidence is that it absolutely doesn't. Um, but it's the same thing, isn't it? We're always, yeah, they, we're they always worry about it. They fixed do. out and weirded out by new tech. Yeah. And assuming, especially yeah. if it's like, I think it comes from the 50s, isn't it? That, that fear of radiation in particular. Oh, yeah, yeah it would be, yeah. Which is a big thing. Yes, definitely. Um, Square eyes. In the 50s. Mm. I spent most of my childhood really worried about uh, nuclear bombs falling. <laughs> did I you, did. though? I absolutely yeah. did, yeah. Yep. Mm. We had, did you ever uh, do drills? No, we didn't actually do drills at a call. I remember seeing several things on television about what to do. Yeah. Some of them were... Please uh, demonstrate. Well, you had to gather under the kitchen table. I just watched The Crown on yes. Netflix. Um, other series are available. Um, and there they, they discussed the mining accident that happened. Yes, Aberfan. Yeah, and yeah. that's really... That was really sad. And obviously that kids' school and whatnot. Oh, emotional. Mm. It, it was a... Deeply yeah. moving episode, and it, oh. everybody who watched it was was very affected by it, especially mm. anybody with a connection to yeah. it. Yeah, I thought the Queen came across rather badly. I, I don't think she's un, as unfeeling as that. Surely not. Anyway, never Next. mind that. Let's get to this. July the sixteenth, nineteen fifty. I stayed before my birthday. Ah, after after, uh, after my birthday, pretentious day, older than she looked. <laughs> Since Wednesday. When one of my workmates requested the loan of a gold wedding ring to rub on a sty on her eye, I nearly flopped. Is it a cure? Well, that's what I've always been told. No, rubbing gold, gold. Gold ring. Just like, not not rubbing it. So like if it's on the inside of your eyelid, you would hold it on the outside, outside in, if you know what I mean. So like you would stress it against the opposite side of your eyelid. And it cured the sty in the eye. Yeah. So have you have you empirically tested this? No, I've never had a sty in my eye. But you think that's true? I mean, the doc said no. It's a superstition she's with a no foundation. Party pooper. <laughs> oh, it would be a he. Sure, <laughs> it was a he. Yeah. This is Doctor Linda Martin. Yes, we got a modern doctor to go through some of the tips and give her opinion. And oh. Doctor Linda from Carnoustie uh, is a very down to earth woman. She was she's. So who's really the doctor? Oh, the doc was never, uh, it was never revealed who it was. <gasps> so really it could have been however, not been a doctor at all. However, doctors and pharmacists used to phone up the Sunday Post on a Friday afternoon <gasps> to ask, what are you going to be talking about in the doc? So they could stock column. up. Exactly, yeah. Did they really? That's brilliant. They absolutely did really, yeah. Because do you remember there was a huge phenomenon, oh God, it was a long time ago now, <laughs> maybe you don't remember, but remember um, Delia Smith once talked about cranberries or something. Oh no, yeah, superfoods. No, it was Goose fat. Okay. 
I remember it being cranberries, but I'm sure she did it more than once. Uh-huh. And it all of a sudden, like, sold out like, yes. nationwide. It was goose fat to uh, dip potatoes your in. Tatties in. Yeah. Well, and that was supposed to be healthy. No, God, no. Tastes good. All right, yeah. Julia Smith isn't good. a healthy, healthy chef. I don't know. But I love that these organs, these massive organs, yeah. can have such influence yeah. that they can actually it's genuinely affect... Of, have such a bout of influence. They can affect the stocks of uh, shops. Yeah. Amazing. Right, here's another question then. July the 28th, 1957. Has X-ray treatment a beneficial effect on acne? Is it able to cure it or at least greatly reduce it? What do you think? Why X-ray? Because you know how sunbeds is supposed to help your skin, but that's not X-ray, that's UV. Do you think they mean... After the war, I'll tell you exactly what's happening here. After the war... (laughs) Medical advances like X-rays were seen as almost sort of space age miracle cure. And they're obviously thinking that quite apart from being able to look at your bones, the X-rays had wonderful properties and uh, would help people. Put it this way, my suspicion is that it's nonsense, but I would not be surprised if somebody sort of told me that there was something in that. Answer is actually a little bit ambiguous. The yeah. answer is, such treatment has a vogue from time to time, but most doctors avoid it because of possible dangers or complications. Simpler treatment, if persevered in, will usually cure acne. I don't know if it does, actually. There's um, a terrifying picture that keeps popping up on the various um, forums that I'm part of, of um, an early x-ray technician's hand. Yes. And they would... They would, they would I think they were using it for a sort of calibration thing. So it wasn't just, um, mm-hmm. they were actually giving themselves x-rays and it's it's quite nightmarish what's happened to their hand after repeated uh, exposure to x-rays. And it does remind you, because like, I think most people have had x-rays, even just like the dentist have had x-rays yeah. to check their teeth. And it's just, you know, there's a, you, somebody puts a camera next to you, they walk out of the room, they press a button, there's a beep and that's the x-ray done. It doesn't, there's no evidence yeah. that that's taken. So yeah. I mean, that's why the... The people in the fifties got so weirded out by radiation because it oh, was invisible, you and, it, yeah. and and you you had yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was such a insidious. But what does it do to the hand? Just oh, it, it, it destroyed it. Burn it was, and burn, yeah. or like a wasted no, away, it, it wasted away, and it disint- absolutely disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. Marie Curie uh, suffered did, terribly yeah. from that, I believe. In fact, she died from that, didn't she? she? Did yeah. And radiation. Yeah, she oh discovered God. it and didn't know the the full extent of the dangers, which was understandable. There's something, I, 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 I hesitate to say because I'm going to get this wrong, but there's something like she was the only woman to win two Nobel Prizes, two different subjects. Could be, well, yes, and yes. I can't remember if that record has been broken now, but basically the point we made that, you know, lots of men have won multiple Nobels, but mm. she won in physics and chemistry, I think. Um, and uh, it's a damning indictment. It's a damning Indeed. indictment, Steve. I I do agree with damning indictments. However, I'm going to take you down another, I'm going to walk you down another route. We'll a funny see. one. Vaguely. She's desperate. She's, Courage wants some light relief this time of year. I do. Christmas <laughs> is over. January 22nd, 1950. I used to complain a lot about tiredness, but recently I've thrown it completely off. My wife says it's because I have changed to leather-soled shoes instead of rubber. Is this likely? I walk a lot. Well, the shoes could make a difference. What, to tiredness? Yeah, because if you're in bad, sh- if, you, if you're walking a lot, then uh, if you've got shoes that are giving you a bit of spring, a bit of bounce and returning some of the energy you're putting in as you put your foot down, mm-hmm. I can imagine that genuinely makes a difference over the course of a day, over the course of like 20,000 steps or something. 
Right, the answer is possibly the most 1950s attitude thing you can possibly think of. Get this. Mm. The answer is, uh, the question was, remember, uh, leather-soled shoes better instead of rubber. The answer is, a lot of people have this idea about rubber soles, but they're wrong. The leather sole certainly gives a crisper, smarter step, (laughs) but medically, there's nothing to choose between the two. But the doctor respects and likes the idea of people walking with a smarter, crisper step, which I think says a lot. And again, that's what I grew up with. Um, Healthy attitude, uh, straighten your back. To crisps. Walk properly. (laughs) Don't scuff your feet. Healthy attitude to crisps. (laughs) Another one. Please make it funny. That wasn't funny. Okay. Better be. January the 8th, 1956. Are carrots eaten raw good for eyesight? If not, what good do they contain? Well, we know the answer to this. We do. We've covered this at least once, if not twice, yeah. in the podcast. So skip it and give us a funny one. Well, what was the answer? So so, so, so the answer, um, from our point of view, of course, is that the, the myth was put about uh, that carrots were good for the eyesight as an explanation for why we were so good at spotting enemy planes coming over yeah. the cliffs of Dover. Oh. But we had developed radar, but we didn't want to tell the Hun that we developed radar. Well, it's amazing how long that uh, persisted. That persisted because People the answer is they appear to sharpen the eyesight <gasps> for nighttime wow. and dark conditions anywhere. They also contain useful salts and vitamins. In small quantities, well chewed, stimulate the flow of digestive juices. <laughs> uh, oh, well chewed, this as is opposed the, to swallowing it whole. This is the era of bite to their brown vegetables, of course. So mm. they're oh. slightly terrified of <gasps> Speaking nutrients. of brown, can we have the brown one? Just to, and we'll just like stop. We'll just say no, it. I'll, we'll stop. Not, if I can find the brown one. I, I tell you what I'll do then. Instead of funny ones, although they are funny, I'll give you some of the questions that we couldn't find an answer for because we thought they were... Very odd. <laughs> so hitherto, <laughs> listeners, these have not been odd. Here comes the odd ones. Right. Dear Doc, is it possible that I am happy and quite big? Yes. <laughs> Body positivity. I mean... Dear Doc, could I have a pain in my back after falling and fracturing my lumbar spine? I'm sure the answer must be yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to work out why that one wasn't answered. Maybe it was just because I mean, the answer it was, was bleeding yes. obvious. Yeah, they are, yeah. Uh-huh. Dear Doc, could you let me know what a hyena's hernia is? <laughs> <laughs> As I had something stuck in my throat, which I got tablets for, and they done no good. Uh, for the avoidance of doubt, he's going for hiatus hernia at that point. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought like a hernia that a, hy- a hyena had. No, nope, okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. That person has misheard hiatus hernia. Right. <laughs> You've got to follow the reasoning <sighs> behind this one. Must I? Dear Doc, we have recently rented a TV set, which is oh. the first time, and have been wondering where to get the advertisements on it. And each of my ankles have swollen up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a terrific non sequitur. Do you reckon that's because uh, no, they sat down? Yeah. No. Well, no. But the adverts bit I'm thinking about as well because, of course, adverts will only appeared on ITV, yeah. which was the third yeah. channel to launch in the UK. Uh-huh. So maybe it's that the would the set have to have been retuned in some uh, was, sense? The ITV was the second channel to launch. Was it? Yeah. BBC Two didn't start until the sixties. I don't think. Actually, I may be wrong. Because that was Attenborough, wasn't it? And it was yeah. colour. Yeah. Yes. Here's another. Dear Doc, my aunt is going mad. She is also rude. (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong to laugh because that's. I know. There's a tragic story behind that, isn't there? There is. There, are, there probably is. That's dementia oh, that's they're talking about. Now, some of the time you can see what people are driving at, but you can't quite <laughs> sort of get to it. Dear Doc, my trouble started long ago, just after I was married. My husband doesn't know this happened. <laughs> and it stops there. <laughs> On a very similar vein. Dear Doc, if I wrote to you, could you answer if I didn't tell you what was wrong with me? <laughs> They just want someone to talk to. No, I suspect that's an embarrassment thing, isn't it? Like they're they're, they're probably they've got something wrong with them that they're embarrassed by. <laughs> oh, Steve, can you please give us the brown one, last one, and then we'll go. I'll give you. I tell you what, I'll give you two more quick ones. Oh. Right? I'll, first, this one. I've sorry, it's caught my eye, and I can't not give you this. Okay. Dear Doc, can doctors tell the truth in a court if they are paid? <laughs> what? <laughs> I suppose if they're not paid. <laughs> And Connie's favourite tip Not tip, sorry, favourite doctor question Dear Doc Several extended areas of my wife Have turned brown (laughs) 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 Uh, Lovely On that note No, sorry, 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 we're not going We're we're doing one more One more, I'm doing one more Is it going to be better? It's going to be Becker Dear Doc Could you tell my doctor he is wrong about me? He's a rather difficult man, so watch out. (laughs) Talking of rather difficult men. I know, you're a difficult man, Steve. On that note, we are going to leave it there for a moment till we try and figure out, off mic, why his wife may be going brown. Um, Join us again next time for more genius or possibly madness from the households of Scotland in the 1950s. And for more madness from us here, nonsense, even madness, I mean both, from us here in Scotland today. Take care. We'll see you soon. Hiya, it's Chris here with a little personal appeal on behalf of Connie, Steve and me. We so love making this podcast and we hope to keep doing so for a long time to come, but we need your support to prove that it's worth doing. Now, there are three ways you can help us keep making episodes. The first, and the one that makes the biggest difference, is by buying the books. They're stuffed with hundreds of fascinating, clever and occasionally downright daft tips. And as Steve said, you can get 20% off with a discount code THRIFTY at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Next, spread the word. Tell your pals to listen if you think they'd love it too. And if you tag the Pass It On pod on Twitter or Pass It On Tips on Facebook, we'll see you and we'll give you a big virtual kiss. And lastly, subscribing, rating and reviewing the podcast, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, help other people discover it when they're browsing and looking for things to listen to. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Even if you do none of that, we still love having you. See you next time.